Hello, welcome. This is Backdoor Cover. I am producer Micah. This show is a little different than it's been. Uh, Dan and Dylan aren't here anymore. It's not the same. We miss them, but we press forward for the fans and for the degenerates who need us. Here's what we're going to do. The show's going to be a little bit shorter. It's going to be more informative and a little bit faster paced than ever before. We'll be picking eight games this week and we'll present a couple of best bets. At the end of the show, we'll recap all the picks so you can take them or fade them however you see fit, and we'll keep a running tally of our consensus picks moving forward. The goal is to get you all the information you need to get fucking rich this weekend in less than 20 minutes. How easy is that? We're joined by our stat guy, our guru, and our lead ad sales guy here at Grand X, Brad Key. What's up, buddy? Hey, Micah. Thanks for having me. It's, it's a real treat to have you. Today, we'll be picking eight games, and we'll each have a pick of the week at the end. Easy peasy. As always, the lines are provided by our friends over at mybookie.ag. Use promo code BACKDOOR, one word, for a bonus when you sign up today. It's our favorite place to bet online. We've worked with them for years. Uh, mybookie.ag. All right, let's go to the college games. We're only picking games this week that affect the playoff. Apologies to the fans of the, of the Pac-12, if there are any out there, and to Dan Register. Uh, no one cares about UCF. We do love you, Dan. We miss you. All right, game one. Big 12 championship, number 14, Texas at 9-3 and three versus number 5, Oklahoma coming in at 11-1. and one. The game is at noon Eastern time on Fox. It'll be played at Jerry World in Arlington. OU is an 8-point favorite. The over-under is 78 points. Uh, of course, an OU win puts the Sooners in the driver's seat for the playoffs if they can avenge their only loss uh, in which Texas beat Oklahoma 45-48 earlier this season. OU needs the win and will be rooting hard for Bama to beat Georgia. Also of note, it's the first time these teams have played at Jerry World and not usually at the Cotton Bowl, uh, Cotton Bowl which is a dump in uh, the worst part of Dallas. All right, Brad, what are we seeing from uh, a betting standpoint on this game? What are the trends? So we've got a bunch of people on the over. 87% of bets coming in are in favor of the over versus the under. Um, People love to bet the over. They sure do. We've got 71% of bets, uh, money line bets coming in on behalf of OU, and then we've got 57% of people betting that OU will cover. Okay. I, I, it looks like OU, the last 13 Oklahoma games, this is a crazy statistic. The average total for the last 13 Oklahoma games is 85 points. Yeah, so it makes sense why everybody's on the over. Uh, uh, do you like the over? I like the over. Um, six of Texas' last nine games, uh, they hit the over. 11 of OU's last 13, Jeez. as you mentioned, 85 points per game for OU um, over that span. So, yeah, strong case for over. Yeah, uh, so the last three meetings, these teams have been very close. Average score of 37 to 39. So you're looking at a tight game. Yeah, That's about, a, lot. a variance of about two points. So. That eight points is, is a lot. 78 is so much, but that Oklahoma defense is terrible. They're giving up 33 points per game. Not exactly championship caliber, in my opinion. Texas will probably move the ball. Uh, the Texas defense isn't that great either, truthfully. And Kyler Murray is uh, has led the nation's top scoring offense, 50 points a game. So should be a shootout. I don't know. I, I'd never feel comfortable taking seventy, taking the over on 78. But Yeah, and looking back at last their last matchup, it was 93. So, yeah. I mean, that's significantly over. That's true. Uh, okay, so as we mentioned, the last three games have been very close. Who do you like here uh, with the eight-point line? Yeah, I'm taking Texas uh, with the points. Um, OU's defense has given up 47 points to Oklahoma State, 56 to West Virginia in their last two matchups. 
uh, I think a balanced Texas offense um, is is going to be able to put up significant points on them. Uh, I think they cover. I think it's going to be a really high score. Um, as we mentioned, highly likely to be the over. Uh, but yeah, I take Texas plus the points. I hate to do it to you, but I'm going to take Oklahoma, and I would stay away from the over-under. It's just it's too many points, I think. But I feel like this is a game that Oklahoma wins like 41-27. Interesting. You think it comes down to... I'm bad to... at math. Does that... <laughs> yeah, I'm safe there. Yeah. Anyway, that's 68 points. I, just, I, I think that they win this game by more than a touchdown. So I'll take OU. So we do not have a consensus pick yet. Let's go to game number two. The SEC Championship. It just means more. Number one, Bama, 12-0 versus number four, Georgia, coming in at 11-1. The game is at 3 o'clock Eastern time on CBS, played in Atlanta uh, in uh, what is it, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Bama is a 13.5-point favorite on mybookie.ag. The over-under is 64.5. Georgia, of course, all but clinches a playoff spot with a win. Bama likely gets in even with a loss. You'd have to think. All the teams behind them have, have one loss, basically, in that 5-6 area. They're all but in, for sure. you got to think so. And then, you know, the other big question for me is, does Tua have a high-spin moment? He hasn't. He's famously not played in many fourth quarters this season. Does he do something crazy that, that locks up the award as he's the favorite? What are the trends on this one, Brett? Yeah, uh, money's coming in in support of Georgia. We've got 75% of people betting the Georgia uh, money line. We've got 63% of people taking Georgia with a points. Uh, a common trend here, 73% of America is taking the over. There's a lot of value on the Georgia money line, I guess. 75% are taking the Georgia money line. Right. That's got to be a value play because at a 13.5-point favorite, you don't get 13.5 points for the number four team in the country very often. Maybe ever. I don't know. Huh. I I don't know. Well, who do you like here, Brad? So I like Bama to cover. And I've got a couple of points here that lead me to that conclusion. Um, Bama is averaging 49 points per game uh, while allowing the third fewest points per game in the nation. So they've got super good defense, super good offense. Uh, Bama's season average win margin is over 35 points. So basically all ass kickings all day. Um, what are you thinking? I don't think anyone's going to come close. I've seen Georgia play several times. Me Georgia, too. they don't have an elite quarterback. They don't have, I mean, they have an excellent defense, but I just don't think they have a chance to, uh, you've got to get lucky to beat Bama. Yeah, and so they've got a top 10 defense, but uh, I found a couple interesting stats about their defensive unit. Uh, they lack in big playability, and by that, I mean, they have, they've had 20 sacks on the season, which ranks 32nd fewest in the nation. They've had six interceptions, so wow. 22nd fewest. So, so it, that it seems unlikely that they're going to pick off two or four times. A lack and, of pressure on the yeah. quarterback, lack of turnovers, mm, doesn't, doesn't match up well for them. Yeah, I like Bama big here. Uh, what about the number, 64 and a half? Yeah, um, we just talked about it. Both have great defenses, both top 10 in the nation. Uh, five of Georgia's last six games have gone over. Um, however, it's been an, a combined average score of just over 58 points. So that doesn't quite hit the over uh, in this instance. But um, for the most part, they're going over their, uh, their stat line there. And then uh, Bama's played three times against ranked opponents this season. All three went under. 
with the combined score of 40 to 20, or, or a combined total of 40 points, or 24 points below uh, this over/under number. Uh, so pretty significant. So you're you're on uh, you're on Bama and the under. Correct. I think I like both those bets. I definitely like Bama big, uh, and 64 is a lot. I think I'm on Bama and the under too. Definitely. I mean, I, I just think that if you can't turn over the ball and if you can't get pressure on a quarterback, what, how are you supposed to beat the number one team in the country without you know some big playability on the defensive side? Yeah. All right, game number three, the ACC championship. Uh, number two, Clemson, 12-0 and versus Pitt, who is unranked and 7-5 and coming in. This game's at 8 o'clock Eastern on ABC. Uh, it's played in Charlotte. There will probably be about 14 people there. Uh, <laughs> ACC known for having terrible championship game crowds. Uh, Clemson, a 28-point favorite. The over-under is 53. Uh, Clemson is obviously in with the playoff, in the playoff with a win, probably out with a loss. This game sucks. I can't imagine anyone really cares, but we have to talk about it. What are you seeing, Brad? So we've got 96% of the over-under money going towards the over. Uh, That's a lot of over, boys. I mean, I'm big. I'm big on the, on the over in this game. Oh, uh, in terms of the winner, we've got 50-50% of the uh, bets coming in at the money line. So each team's getting about half uh, of the bets coming in right now. We've got 56% of people taking pit plus a point. So it's a big number, minus 28. So Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, the number on the value, what the money line pays out here. I should probably check that. But it's got to be significant if, for some reason, Pitt was able to win. People can't. Nobody really thinks Pitt's going to win this game, right? I mean, they stink. Uh, yeah, they lost they five times this year. So beyond that, Pitt really relies heavily on a a, a very active rushing offense. Um, and the statistics show here, uh, Pitt's rushing success came primarily from basically shitty opponents. So when they played versus good opponents. Their uh, their their best rusher, his name is Allison. Uh, he ran for 49 yards against UFC UCF, excuse me, and 50 yards against Notre Dame. Uh, you look at this Clemson front line, uh, this defensive line. They're monsters. They're probably the best in the country. I can't see them running the ball. They can't throw the ball. I think that we were just talking about the over. I like the over, and I like for Clemson to hit the over by themselves. Wow. Yeah. Send a real message. Rough. Well, I guess as you say, um, the over-under again, the, the total is 53. Clemson is averaging 51 points a game. So if they just get basically to their average, this game should go over. Uh, I like Clemson. I'm a little gun-shy on, uh, on the total here. But I, to me, this feels like Clemson trying to send a statement. Right. Like they're just going to roll these fools. I mean, you look at this. Pitt's got the 120th ranked um, passing offense. So, like I said, if they can't run the ball, they're going to be in big trouble. Okay. Game four, the Big Ten Championship. Uh, number six, Ohio State at 11-1 versus number 21, Northwestern, coming at 8-4. and four. This game is at 8 o'clock Eastern on Fox. It is played in Indianapolis. The Ohio State Buckeyes are a 14.5-point favorite. The over-under is 61 on mybookie.ag. Of course, Ohio State needs uh, some help to get in. Also, this game sucks, too. They're probably going to try and run up the score on Northwestern to have any shot. Uh, what are some of the trends here? Yeah, definitely. 74% um, of people are taking uh, Ohio State to cover. 
83 uh, percent are taking OSU uh, on the money line. We've got around 86 percent of bets coming in in favor of the over. So the over trend continues. Everybody wants to to play the overs this weekend. Not a lot. I of wonder defense. if that's uh, I, I knowing nothing. Uh-huh. I wonder if that's more of a trend towards these championship games, like people and and like towards the NFL playoffs too. The people that don't bet all the time, just they want you know the the average casual better wants the over. Yeah, you it's would think the sharp so. that plays the under. It's generally. the most exciting, and you, maybe you've just game. got more you know people in here that don't really know what they're doing or are uh, I don't know. They just want the over. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're going to well, yeah, give you guys the stats. So that's that's what we're here for. All right, right. so let, let me give you some stuff here. So what you like the over? Yes, and you like uh, Ohio State, right? To cover. Go ahead, tell me why. So, quarterback Dwayne Haskins, uh, he set OSU single season records in completions, pass attempts, passing touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage, and total offense. So he's pretty prolific. Uh, Northwestern boasts the 79th best pass defense in the nation. So. They basically can't cover, and uh, Ohio State's quarterback is a freak. That's fair. Northwestern's never played in the Big Ten championship game before, for whatever that's worth. So inexperienced and lacking in talent. Uh, yeah, fair. So, so you take all of that into account. You look at the the need for Ohio State to really put on some some basically like style points for their playoff berth. I think this is going to be an ass-kicking from start to finish, uh, and it could get pretty ugly. Um, I, like I said, I'm taking the over, and I am taking uh, Ohio State to cover 14, no problem. Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm against you on this one. I've got, well, I've got 14 and a half. Okay, here. I like that half point. Uh, I don't think Ohio State's that good. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Ohio State is, is a, a, a university. And a culture of morons. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I'm gonna go hard against Columbus. You people are all trash. You treat everyone like trash. Your coach is the sleaziest, worst human being in the history of college coaching, outside of Jerry Sandusky. Ooh, Urban, you're a fucking creep. I don't like you, uh, and uh, I don't like anything about them. So and is- I don't know why. I just think Northwestern <laughs> makes a play or two early. Uh, they're tough. You've got Ohio State coming off the Michigan game last week, where they, you know, they they stomped them. But the, you know, maybe I'm sure they're thinking Northwestern. How hard can these dudes in purple be to play? Uh, these nerds. I guarantee from the journalism they're not school. thinking that. Right now they're thinking, how do we get into the playoff? Well, we're going to find out. And you mentioned that Urban's a scumbag. He is going to stomp these dudes. Into That's the curve. true. He is not letting off the gas. I did see a hilarious. If he gets up by sixty, he's going to basically be going for it on fourth down. It's it's going to be yeah, a bloodbath. You're probably right. I did yeah. see a hilarious thing this week about how Urban Meyer like was smiling and looked like he was in perfect health when they're winning last week, but as soon as they're in a close game or he's losing, it looks like he's having a heart attack and he's going to die. What a fucking creep! Uh, I'm going to go losing with Northwestern. You are. Yeah, Northwestern to cover. To cover, I would not sprinkle it. There's no way they're going to win this game, but um, I think Northwestern's a little scrappy. They make a play early. They stay in the game. You're calling it. They're going to be one and one in in their Big Twelve championship. Calling the Northwestern cover here. They are not going to win the game, but they. uh, It's fourteen and a half. That extra half point is too much for me. Uh, I don't have a real uh, a real handle on the on the over. Uh, Northwestern more of a defensive team than an offensive team. Sixty one. We'll see. I'm I'm staying away from that. I'm excited to talk about this with you next week when yeah. all my picks whip your well, ass. We will we will uh, 
We will get to that. All right, great. Well, as we've mentioned about 500 times, the best place to bet online is my friends, our friends, over at mybookie.ag. Mybookie.ag. Use promo code BACKDOOR. When you do, you will get a bonus when you sign up for the first time. I believe it's 50% right now using promo code BACKDOOR. We have been in business with the uh, people at MyBookie for like three years now. They are reputable. They're one of the, the industry leaders. And uh, you can see, you hear the radio ads everywhere. Uh, we like MyBookie. And they've got all the games. You can play all sorts of wagers. They've got special wagers. You can bet on esports. You can bet on TV shows. You can bet on professional wrestling. You can bet on all sorts of crazy shit there. Plus, they've got a full casino. So, mybookie.ag, use promo code BACKDOOR. I will not plug them again the rest of this episode. I'd just say that it's really easy to find all of the games that you want to bet on. There's a bunch of good, like, helpful statistics inside of their, their website, their app. Uh, yeah, like Micah said, go check them out. Yeah. Okay. We've got one. We're going to get to NFL picks in a minute, but we have one segment we're going to do this week called the Beef of the Week, and it is not yet sponsored by Omaha Steaks. I like that. We love sports because there's winners and losers. Each week, we're going to discuss one beef and pick winners and losers because everyone knows that in every fight, tiff, argument, discussion, and conversation, there must be a winner and there must be a loser. Today's beef is Dana White versus Oscar De La Hoya. Are you familiar with this beef? Uh, I am, and I'd like to say Dana White's beef is strong. Yes. This past Saturday, uh, Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz fought for the third time in the L.A. Forum. Both men are UFC Hall of Famers, for our younger uh, listeners who have no idea who these two dudes are. But Liddell has been retired for eight years after a series of brutal knockout losses. In fact, his former manager and promoter, UFC head, Dana White, basically forced him to retire and gave him a lifetime, quote, legends contract. Basically, he got paid and didn't have to do anything. Then two years after he got this this contract, the UFC was sold and new ownership eliminated the no-show job. So now Liddell needs money. He came out of retirement to fight Ortiz, former husband of Jenna Jameson, again a name our younger listeners probably are unfamiliar with, in the first ever MMA card promoted by Oscar De La Hoya's Golden Boy. And they call it Golden Boy MMA. At the pre-fight press conference, De La Hoya seemed nervous and appeared to have no idea who these fighters were or why anyone cared or would care about them fighting. He pronounced Liddell's name wrong several times. It was a total train wreck. There's video online. Predictably, the fight was even uglier. The 48-year-old Liddell looked terrible, and Tito knocked him out near the end of the first round. Pay-per-view numbers haven't been released publicly, and I'm sure no one cared. Has there ever been a bout between two people of that age before? That seems like the oldest I mean, a 48-year-old versus a 42-year-old. Yeah, 90 years old in the ring, and it looked terrible. The entire thing is online, and it's ugly. You can watch it on YouTube if you're interested. Uh, Oscar didn't even show up for the post-fight press conferences and didn't speak publicly at all about it until Wednesday. So Dana and Oscar's beef goes back to the Mayweather-McGregor uh, fight. Oscar has long feuded with Mayweather and badmouthed his promotion. Dana just said that uh, Oscar was jealous because he made the fight and he couldn't. Because uh, Dana could and Oscar couldn't. So this week, here's what Dana says. And he said this on the UFC Unfiltered podcast on Tuesday. Quote, I love Chuck Liddell, and I don't ever want to badmouth Chuck Liddell. People even think I'm remotely badmouthing Chuck Liddell, but the reality is, first of all, I heard last week the cokehead Oscar De La Weirdo is talking shit, and I don't have any that I don't have any place to tell guys when to retire. First of all, it's called friendship, you fucking cokehead. I've been friends with Chuck Liddell for 20 years, and the reality is Chuck Liddell retired when he should have retired. 
eight, nine, however long years ago it was. And Chuck Liddell's almost 50 years old and has no business fighting anymore. The fact the state of California and let it happen is disgusting. Disgusting. Interesting. So he's, so he's in Oscar's agreement. Oscar's response to be called a fucking cokehead and Oscar de la Weirdo, uh, which also came exclusively to TMZ. Now Oscar responded saying, Dana is so small and threatened by our success and now in MMA that he is bringing up news from a decade ago to stay relevant. Boxing has entirely rejected him. And MMA fighters are now realizing they don't have to risk their, their lives just so he can get rich. Golden Boy and I are moving forward and are bigger than ever. Dana should shut the fuck up and try and figure out how to save his own company. Interesting. Brad, who won this beef? So there's a couple of things to unpack here. Uh, Dana comes in, first of all, and drops a double coke head blast on this guy. <laughs> which, that's a power move. That's, that's true. Uh, yeah, in back-to-back -back sentences, cokehead and cokehead. So that's Fucking good. Fucking uh, I like how he agrees with us that it's disgusting that 40-plus-year-old men are fighting. Um, I, I like that part of it there. So what I don't understand is I feel like this was unsolicited. Like, I don't feel like uh, De La Hoya actually talked shit, in quotations here, uh, about Dana White. I feel like Dana White just kind of went on his high horse and came after him. Uh, and then, you know, from there... De La Hoya's response was pretty lackluster. Have you noticed, have you done any research on De La Hoya? Have you looked him up lately? Yeah. Apparently he's trying to run for president in, at the next presidential candidacy or something That's like weird. that. That's weird. That's something he shouldn't do. Yeah. Saw all those photos of him and lingerie. And if he, you look at his pictures. he some weird shit in his background. Between his, what he looks like currently versus what he looked like maybe five years ago, it is night and day. Like his head is giant now. And uh, I think he's put on a significant amount he's of weight. Done a lot. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. Too. Yeah. He looks like a different human. Um, yeah. The, so the press conference of De La Hoya, like just like rubbing his hands and mispronouncing Chuck Liddell's name was painful to watch. Clearly the winner here is Dana White. Yeah. I love, I lo uh, I love the unprovoked attacks too. I mean, they're, they're just real cheap shots and I love it. Yeah. I like how uh, uh, De La Hoya is planning to run for president and he's dropping uh, F-bombs um, in his response on TMZ only. He only clown. responds via TMZ, which is... An interesting move as yeah. well. All right. That concludes our beef of the week. Not yet sponsored by our friends at Omaha Steaks. Please Dana White always wins. Cut the check. All right. Before we get to NFL picks, a quick word from Robinhood. It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all totally commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just for the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for the stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. Simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest manner. Uh, Robinhood is so easy. It has no cost and no commission fees. Let me say that one more time. The Robinhood app charges no cost and no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission at all. Um, trade stocks and keep all of your profits. It's easy to use. There's easy to understand charts and market data. Uh, you can place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. And you can learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your own portfolio. Discover uh, new stocks and favorite companies with a personalized news feed. Okay, Robinhood is giving a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. How about that? To build your portfolio. Sign up now at backdoor.robinhood.com. One more time, that's backdoor.robinhood.com. Claim your free stock. Backdoor.robinhood.com. All right. 
on to the NFL. We've got there's only three games this week between teams with winning records. Strangely, this includes zero games in the 1 p.m. Eastern time window. Weird. Go play golf like we're going to do or hang out with your girlfriend or play Red Dead Redemption or, or something. I don't know. It sucks for me. This is actually a weekend where my girlfriend is out of town and I'd love nothing more than to sit on the couch, watch Red Zone all day without pants and without judgment. I probably still will do that, but it's disappointing because the games are mostly trash. All right. Uh, we are here to pick the games. As always, all primetime NFL games will be posted first at Power Plant Picks on Instagram, where I unleash the power of the power plant to pick the games on Power Plant Picks on Instagram. If you haven't seen this, it's really something. You should go look it up. It's pretty much the only way we're selling anything at this company now <laughs> via the power plant. Uh, we'll also share all these picks on Twitter at Backdoor Cover. All right. The first game tonight, Thursday night. Uh, November 29th, the 10 and one Cowboys at the six and five or the 10 and one saints. I'm sorry. At the six and five Cowboys. It's at eight 20 tonight on Fox. Uh, the Cowboys are somehow in first place in the NFC East and on a three game winning streak. Saints are on a 10 game winning streak and look basically unbeatable. Uh, the Cowboys ruined the saints perfect season in their Super Bowl year in a primetime game, uh, nine years ago. This is a fact that my Cajun butcher, uh, at my grocery store, Alludes to every time I see him. He always talks about how the Cowboys ruined their season that one year. Um, it's kind of sad. Can the Cowboys do it again? It's hard to say. Cowboys are an eight-point <laughs> underdog at home. The over/under is fifty-two and a half. Brad, who do you like here? And what's what are the betters saying? Yeah, so let's let's look at the trends first. Here we've got seventy-six percent of people uh, betting New Orleans on the money line. We've got eighty-six percent taking New Orleans to cover. Uh, so people like New Orleans. We've got eighty-six percent in favor of the over. I wonder if anyone ever bets the under. It's hard hard to imagine. Yes, seventy-five percent on the Saints money line. You're not gaining a lot of value on the Saints money line. It's it's minus four hundred. So. Yeah. And the fact that still three quarters of money line betters are taking the Saints is interesting to me. Uh, what do you like here? All right, so let's let's dive into the numbers here. New Orleans, as you mentioned, ten game win streak. Uh, they're scoring. Uh, they're they're winning by an average margin of sixteen points per game. Wow, which is pretty significant, especially in the NFL. Um, you look at their uh, performance against the spread. They're nine and zero against the spread in their last nine games this season. Uh, that would be five and zero against the spread in road games, which this is in Dallas. Um, New Orleans defense is ranked first in rushing yards allowed per contest, which I think is relevant considering how uh, important Zeke Elliott is to the the Dallas offense. Uh, all those in, take taking all of those things into consideration. I'm taking New Orleans to cover. I say it. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys have won game, three games in a row, mostly against weak competition and depleted rosters, as, as you've written here. The Saints uh, have a strong rush defense and score a lot of points, although that being said, when you're beating teams by an average of 16 points, they're throwing the ball a lot, and teams tend to get, get away from the run. You know that we them boys, and I'm riding with the Cowboys at eight or eight and a half, whatever the line is at the moment. Um, eight points right now on mybookie.ag. Man, they looked it's, good. It's too last many. Week. The Cowboys need this game. The Cowboys need this game much more than the Saints. Do. Right, much more than the Saints do. Uh, I hate myself for taking the Cowboys. They're not going to win the game. I don't think. I think they're. But gonna eight crush. seems like too many. So they looked so good versus the Redskins. 
But then you take into account Colt McCoy as the quarterback, and it really just derails all of that momentum. So uh, if they can keep on building on that really strong pass attack that they had going versus the Redskins, maybe they'll have a shot. Um, I don't like their chances. Go, boys. All right, so you're on the Saints, and I'm on the boys. Saints are under me money. Cowboys got my heart. Eh, this this is a uh, this is a, a a good time for the uh, the ceremonial uh, emotional hedge. But I'm riding with the Cowboys. I don't know why. I just feel like they need it. They'll probably lose the game by three points, and Jason Garrett will do something to fuck up, and I'll hate him even more than I already do. Mm. And uh, that's that's all I got on that. The Cowboys' offense has started to look better with with Amari Cooper, but the Saints can basically just cover him. They have nobody else who gets open. So, uh, all right, game number six. Almost there, guys. Vikings, 6-4-1 at Patriots, 8-3. This game's at 425 Eastern on Fox. Uh, as we mentioned, no games with uh, winning between winning teams in that noon, 1 o'clock window, whatever. Uh, tell me about this one. Who do you like? All right, let's look at here. Um, the... Again, probably a game much more important for the Vikings than for the Pats. Right. And so we're looking at uh, bets that have come in so far to date. Uh We've got 63% of people taking New England on the money line. We've got 62% taking New England to cover. And we've got 87% taking the over. So uh, it's it's a little bit closer in terms of the difference between uh, Vikings versus New England bets, but New England is uh, getting the edge there. Yeah, I, I mentioned earlier this game isn't as important to the Pats. They, are, they have a three-game... Uh, lead in their division and they're also they're they're still currently tied for second place um in the AFC but they're they're pretty safe in their own division so uh that would be home home field advantage for the uh the first or the second round whatever it is um so you like the pats here yeah i like them to cover um new england's really dominant at home they're 4 and 1 uh against the spread this season uh, they're ten and two against the spread, dating back to last season. The Vikings have been weird. Like they came into yes. the season, they looked like they were really strong. They looked like they were going to be a contender. They kind of shit the bed midseason. They've really kind of come back into form. Their offense is freaky with all of the different uh, talent that they've got running uh, between Stephon Diggs, uh, Thielen, Cousins is playing pretty well. We've got um, Dalvin Cook. So the offense looks great. Their defense is kind of coming into form as well, so so I'm just I don't really have a good feel for the Vikings kind of personality as a team. Um, I do know that New England never loses at home, basically. So uh, the safe money bet is on New England to cover at home. Okay, I like the Vikings. I don't know why they have been up and down. Again, I just think they need it more. And I don't know if they're going to win, but five and a half. If this line was two and a half, I would take the Pats. Uh, but I feel like this is going to be a close game, and uh, I like the Vikings to cover. So, so one interesting stat in favor of the Vikings: they're nineteen and seven against the spread uh, in their last twenty-six games in the month of December. So, like basically, teams that run the ball well and play good defense play good in, in basically cold weather. So, you know that bodes well for you, but you wrong. Okay, well, go fuck yourself. All right, uh, game seven, Sunday night. Sunday night, Chargers eight and three versus Steelers seven three and one at uh, in Pittsburgh. Games at uh, seven twenty on NBC. Steelers are three point favorites at home. The number is fifty two. 
What are you seeing out there? Uh, let's take a look at where the bets are coming in. We've got 91% of bets uh, in favor of Los Angeles plus three uh, to cover. We've got 64, 65% uh, on the Chargers for the money line. And true to form, 93% wow. of bets coming in are in favor of the over. I think the Chargers are probably happy not to play this game at home. Because you know that a game in L.A. in a soccer stadium is going to have at least four-fifths of that stadium is going to be wearing Pittsburgh gear and yelling. So it's probably easier just to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, this team, the Chargers, generally shit the bed this time of year. So they've got that going against them. The Steelers are looking to rebound after losing last week. And Big Ben uh, basically just telling everybody that he has the right to talk shit on his own team all the time whenever he wants because he's Big Ben. What do you think here? So there's a couple of things to take into consideration. Uh, it's looking like Melvin Gordon's going to be out for the game. That's not guaranteed, but it's likely. Uh, he has some, I think it's an MCL maybe. He's got some knee issues from last week's not game. Not great. Uh, yeah, he's vital to their offense. Um, let's see. We've got a couple of stats here worth The noting. Chargers, I mentioned earlier they shit the bed often. They really shit the bed in national televised games. These evening games, the Chargers have dropped five of their last six night games. Like that's that's hard to do, right? And so they've got a really good record, the Chargers. But you look at a little bit deeper. Seven of those wins came against teams that are currently below five hundred. So they haven't really played a whole bunch of good teams. And when they have, they played uh, the Chiefs and the Rams, and they lost by double digits in both of those games. Um, I'm not saying the Steelers are a great team, but they're pretty good. And uh, playing, you know, in Pittsburgh, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Pitt to cover uh, three. I'm on Pittsburgh too. Yeah, uh, I just think they bounce back and win this game pretty easily. I don't, I don't know why. I think uh, Roethlisberger's been talking a lot of shit on his teammates. They, that team seems kind of a mess all year. But I, I just, this seems like a classic Chargers shit the bed game. I, I just know that before I fall asleep Sunday, I'm going to see uh, their their crybaby quarterback screaming at somebody on the sidelines and throwing a fit like a child, even though he has like nine of his own children. So I've got a few last things here to, to note. So Pittsburgh basically owns the night. Like they really play per, like exceptionally well in prime time at night. So they've won six of their last seven, and uh, they have won by an average margin. These are prime time games at night. By twenty point three three points, uh, so yeah, they're they're whipping wow. ass in, in that primetime spot. Uh, you look at the Chargers on the other hand; uh, it's not a great time for them primetime. Uh, they've dropped five of their last six night games, so they trend, stink. They're shitting the bed Sunday night. I, I, I'm, I'm you I'm just with wait you. for my power plant pick on Sunday. I'm going to be bringing the energy and shitting all over Philip Rivers. All right, game eight, final game of the week. Monday Night Football, 6-5 and five Washington at 5-6 and six Philly, 8-15 on ESPN. Of course, Jason fucking Witten will be there calling the game and doing a very mediocre job. And the Eagles are a six-point favorite. The over-under is 45 points. Uh, winner stays alive in the NFC East race. Loser, uh, losers behind. Uh, Washington is starting Colt McCoy, and that's never good, and probably through the end of the year because uh, we saw what happened to Alex Smith. Um, this this seems like a must win game basically. Uh, both, although 
we'll know more after tonight if the Cowboys lose. Uh, this Washington-Philly game is even more important. But this is a very important conference game, uh, a divisional game. What are the trends? Where, where are the betters here? Yeah, so we've got 62% of people taking the Eagles uh, minus six, and we've got nearly 80% of people coming in Eagles money line. Uh, we've got also nearly 80% of people taking the over. So uh, the over trend continues. I'm with you, man. If if Colt McCoy is in the game, I just really don't have a feel for, for this Redskins team. Um, I know the boys whipped that ass last week. I don't know if that's a true representation of the Redskins now under Colt McCoy. Um, but yeah, I I don't have a whole lot of feel for this one just because there's a, there's not a whole lot to look at really with, with Colt McCoy behind the under the helm. So we're riding with the Eagles? Yeah, I like the Eagles. Yeah, fly Eagles fly. Dan, we love you. This one's for you. Yeah, and so also when the Eagles are, are basically underdogs, when people are counting them out, they really kick ass. And when people think they're going to do great and they're awesome like they thought at the beginning of this year, they kind of shit the bed. So they're back to being an underdog. Uh, I, I like them. Although they are a six-point favorite here. I, I like well, the Eagles pretty big this week. But they've been— This Washington team seems like they're on the brink of totally collapsing in right. every way. So uh, fly, Eagles, fly. All right. We're each going to pick two more bets. So those those are eight games. My pick this week, my biggest best bet of the week, game nine, as this goes, I like Utah getting six points in the Pac-12 championship uh, versus Washington in front of about 24 people in Santa Clara. <laughs> uh, Washington had their big moment last week. Utah is always better than they should be. They are tough. They are big. They are strong. I like Utah. I think they might they might uh, win straight up here, but I think they're definitely going to cover six. An, an old Urban Meyer-led team. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what is what is your best bet of the week? All right. I like the Indianapolis Colts minus five versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen lately, Jaguars are terrible. They've basically lost every game they've played for the last, how many weeks in a row is it? Uh, let me check my stats They're here. falling apart. They are falling to pieces. Um, on top of that, we've got Andrew Luck as a potential MVP candidate. They've been playing really well. They're protecting him. Thank God his shoulder is not going to fall off. Um, on the other hand, we've got Blake Bortles. He doesn't have a high... Uh, well, he's been benched this week because he sucks. <laughs> right. So They're trash. They, there's I, I, so much turmoil. I like this Colts pick. There's so much turmoil. I like the Colts. Andrew Luck's going to throw for a million yards. Uh What's the defensive back's name? He's been looking like a clown all year because he's talking all this shit. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's, been he's getting, tight, though. I love that he continues to talk shit. He's got good swag, but it's not looking they good suck. right now. They've been getting trashed. Now a quick word from a new sponsor. Grove Collaborative is a B corporation that is changing the world. Did you know that 94,000 trees are cut down in the United States every day to make toilet paper and paper towels? Let me say that again. 94,000 trees are cut down every day in America to make toilet paper and paper towels. You should try Seedling, a 100% tree-free paper product made from bamboo and sugarcane. Stop paying to cut down these trees. It's a practical solution to one of the world's biggest environmental problems, deforestation. Grove makes and carries the best natural products. Every product is vetted to be the most effective, sustainable natural product out there. No animal testing. There's really innovative products like Seedling, and they also have refillable glass soap uh, dispensers to wool dryer balls that last for a thousand loads. This carry they carry a bunch of natural brands that that I already use in my own home. It's a one-stop shop for household, pet, and personal care 
uh, staples. And it's cheap. If you haven't already tried Grove, you need to shop there today before this deal runs out. For a limited time, listeners of Backdoor Cover who sign up today will get an amazing 30-day free supply of seedling. That's Grove's free, tree-free paper towels, toilet paper, and tissues. A free 60-day VIP membership and a surprise bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of only $20 or more. So check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash backdoor. That's grove.co, not .com, grove.co slash backdoor. All right, let's run through the games, the picks that we like bet were, uh, best. We're split on the OU-Texas game. We both like Bama. Take Bama. Take Bama. We both like Bama and the under in the SEC championship game. Uh, we both like Clemson to cover. Uh, Ohio State, we're split on that game. We uh, like Dana White. Big shouts to him. Our beef of the week winner. Beef. You probably can't bet on that anymore. We're split on the Cowboys Saints. We are uh, split on Vikings, uh, Vikings and Patriots. And we're both on Pittsburgh. Uh, and we're both on the Eagles. So those those are the teams that we think best about. Brad likes the Colts. I like Utah in the Pac-12 championship. All right, that's it. We made it. Uh, we'll try and do better next time. Please follow us on social media at Backdoor Cover on Twitter and at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Snapchat if you really hate yourself at Micah TX. Uh, Brad, where can the people find you? I'm not much of a follow. You can you can find me on Instagram, Bradley B. Key. Key is spelled K-E-E. Get ready for your mentions to be flooded with hate. Um, if you made it this far, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna uh, fire back up my Twitter machine so we can have some conversations. Well, this is exciting. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll give that information next week as well. Okay, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate you sticking with the show, and uh, we want to hear your feedback unless unless it's that you just want to kill me, which you probably do. Uh, big shouts to everybody for listening. We will be back next week, and uh, thank you. And mm, bye bye.